listener exclusive. From the Penguin Parade at Phillip Island to that new building development in the middle of Warrigal, this is Talking Gippsland with Ed Cowlishaw. Welcome to another episode of Talking Gippsland. I'm Ed Cowlishaw. We catch up with a dashing defender who loves to take the game on, exquisite with his foot skills, and loves to leave an impression when it comes to the fashion stakes as well. His name is Tao Giat, and he joins us for a chat on Talking Gippsland. Okay, first things first, all right? Because I've been watching a hell of a lot of commentary on you, okay? And the commentators have about a 100 different <laughs> names for you out there, all right? Can you give me the full name, please? Can you get your pronunciation of it? Because some of these uh, country commentators are just butchering it, I think. So go. Tell me, tell me the full full name. Because I'm a Cowlishaw, mate. I've got nine letters in my last name. They call me Coleslaw and Cowbunga and all that sort of stuff. How, how do we pronounce your name for all those wonderful fans out there, please? Uh, so it's pronounced Taojia. Thank you. Um, there's been a fair, there's been a fair few twos out there. So yes, yeah, so Jack, even your t- even your teammates. Yeah, I know. What's some, going on? Some people aren't. Uh, well, most people. I'm not sure we just call me TJ now, so they don't have to try to pronounce it. Yeah, but that's lazy. They yeah. do it with your brother as well. It's just lazy, yeah. you know, like just yeah. just say it properly. I know um, we're going back about 25 years now, but Shane Wo-Woden, when he won a Brownlow for uh, Melbourne, his actual name is Wo-Woden. The commentators went with Wo-Woden, and now they're stuck with Wo-Woden when it's actually Wo-Woden. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, just... yeah. Let's yes, get it right. Oh, it is frustrating. Yeah. So to, to all those wonderful commentators out there, Tao Giath has joined us on the show. Uh, Tao, um... Nice to have a yarn with you. Um, it's been an exciting year for you, bud. And one thing, firstly, I just got to talk to you. Your swagger is elite, right? It is elite. <laughs> I just, you know, the backwards hats, the, the the garments, the paraphernalia. You just carry yourself well, mate. I mean, you're super cool in defense. You know, so defenders no, usually aren't that you. cool, but you got some glamour about you, mate. There's there's a bit of star factor about you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't call it glamour, I think. Um just a little bit of confidence and just being comfortable in my skin, but yeah. um, no, nah, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, that's right. You appreciate it as well. Are you going to bring that to the AFL? Is that is that what you're about? Are you going to, you know, walk into the club and say, hey, TJ's here. Hello, look at me. What's your, what's your ambition uh, when it comes to, I guess, the off-the-field stuff? Because there's a fella called Bailey Smith at the Doggies that's got nearly 500 million uh, followers. Are you going to be going down the grand path or are you just going to focus on your footy? Oh, well, obviously focusing on footy is the main thing. Like, <laughs> yes. Trying to, trying, to come into, trying to come into a club and um, earn my stripes a little bit. But I haven't really thought about the off-field stuff. I think um, that stuff just sort of comes naturally. Um, but the footy stuff is what I'm trying to focus on at the moment. Okay, those at Culture Kings, if you're listening, this is the man, TJ. Get on him straight away. No. Get on him straight away. He'll represent your brand. Pay him lots of money. Get it all sorted, please. Culture Kings, get it done. As simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, let's let's talk some footy. It has been sensational. Uh, back end of the year, growing into your role, things like that. Did you have to simplify it a little bit this year? Yeah, so I think, yeah, simplifying it was probably the main thing for me. I think coming into the team, um, after sort of being, um, after missing out on a couple of selections and stuff, I think my role was sort of to come in and try to balance out the background a little bit. So um, when I came in, my role was sort of just um, trying to help on the attack as well as um, helping my teammates in defence as well. So um, simplifying it was probably yeah, the main part of me playing. What was Rhett like and the coaches like when it came to you? Right, this is your role. We want you to do it. And did you accept it straight away? Yeah, no, they were awesome. Like, um, my backline coach and Red as well. Like, um, I feel like at times I tried to um, 
sort of give the initiative that I wanted a little bit more, but at the same time, they knew my capabilities and um, they sort of um, gave me that role of just simplifying it and doing the basics. So um, once it came down to sort of finals time, um, yeah, they reiterated that um, my role was just to defend first and then the offensive stuff just comes naturally. So, um, yeah, no, they were awesome all year, um, right, and the coaches. Geez, you sent a message to the Stingrays in the finals. Uh, 29 touches, 11 marks. Um, they know who you are now. <laughs> I bet you they're glad that you're not lining up for the power next year, bud. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that game was – I don't really like – I don't really think I had that much of the footy until sort of after the game, but looking back at it, I think most of it were kickouts as well. So they helped. No, nah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, no, nah, they did help. But, but that game was a good win. So yeah. Yeah, nice one as well. Nice little memory banker there for you as well. Uh, and the growth that intercept defender is such an important part of the AFL game. But is it where you want to be? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I think um, some of my best sort of games were when I was defending well and intercepting. Um, so I think. I am to make it to the next level. Um, I think as a defender was probably my um, most comfortable position. I think the attacking part, like being able to defend and attack, um, is something that um, I can sort of work on in the next level as well. So I think backline is probably my preferred position. Now, the Hawks will have their hands on you if you get to pick 40, but you're not going to get that far, mate. Um, so you can, and, uh, and then, uh, I'm sure there's, sure there's a few clubs that have had a yarn with you. I'm sure the Hawks are all over you as well. And CJ's going, come on, come on, come on, come on, sneak under the radar. Come on, come and hang out with me. But who has spoken to you? Have you had any interviews and things like that? And has anyone been in touch with you over the last couple of weeks, maybe, in the lead up to the draft? Yeah, so my sort of journey is a little bit different to some of the other guys in the draft, but um, towards the back end of the year, I spoke, um, to a fair few clubs, um, just mostly about getting to know me and, and stuff like that. So um, once once the season sort of ended, I think um, a few clubs sort of stuck around a little bit, um, the ones that I saw in my draft pick range. So, um, yeah, Hawks are obviously one team, and then um, a lot of Melbourne-based teams as well that I've been speaking to. So, um, no, nah, it's, been, it's been really good to sort of get a little bit of recognition after this season. So I've been sort of under the radar, mm. um, just playing locally and, and trying to get a game like Gibson Power. So all, all year this year, I've had a fair bit of spare time. So I've been working a little bit um, in Morwell as a teacher's aide. But leading up to the leading up to the draft, I've been up in Melbourne, as I said, at my brother's, um, just just getting some training and training sessions with him and, um, yeah, hanging out with friends and family. So, yeah, um, pretty crazy from my end. Is that a career that you'd maybe like to look into, being a teacher's aide or maybe a teacher full-time? I'm not really too sure. Like, I think... Um, I think building connections and relationships um, is something that I'm, um, I sort of have a passion in as well. So I think uh, something along those lines of helping out the community and um, building connections as well. So maybe it might be being a teacher after footy, but I have a lot of time to think about it, I think. What's the family think about all this hubbub about AFL footy? It's pretty um, amazing, I think, um, sort of coming from another country and yeah. Um, yeah, being immigrants, our family, like it's been... Um, yeah, I'm just really fortunate and I'm grateful that me and my family are in the position we're in. Um, I think um, the community back home in Gibson, they're proud of us and stuff like that. So I think um, for my brother and I to be able to sort of be role models to some of the other South Sudanese kids, mm. um, not only in Gibson, but in Australia and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm just really grateful and really fortunate to be in the position I am in. 
And with that, the responsibility as well. Do you feel as though there is a responsibility to the next generation coming through um, with the crew to say, hey, look, this is what you can do if you put your head down, bum up, that sort of stuff, or or just simply getting back as well? I know that's a really big thing uh, with various communities around this great country of ours to get back and, and, and give back in a lot of ways. Yeah, 100%. Like, um, I'm always asking um, my older brother for feedback on stuff like that. So um, he's been good um, with telling me um, ways that I can sort of build connections with some of the younger kids and getting back to the community and helping out with clinics and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, that is a big part. Um, and the responsibility part, I think, yeah, I think it's well known that once, once you're on the big stage, you have a, you have a lot of people to think about and, um, an image to sort of create. So I think, I think I still have a lot to learn of that sort of stuff, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to, um, the off-field aspect of, um, What's your style out there on the field? Are you going to be doing anything with the hair or anything like that? Um, you're going to wear flashy shoes or anything? Because I think you've got the personality, mate, where it's just, hey, I'm here, right, and I'm going to dominate you, by the way. And for me, you feel like a little bit of Deion Sanders, right? Old school NFL, prime time. You know, are you going to embrace that concept? Because I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Well, uh, Deion Sanders is a pretty crazy comparison, but Both I had locks. Yeah, I know. I had locks started the year um, yeah. and a couple of years ago, but CJ decided to copy me with the braids, so I had to get rid of them. Um, so I think I still have to figure out what type of hairstyle I'm going to rock, yeah. but I think I'm pretty happy with the with the normal taper. I know. Moment. I know. Just keep it there at the moment until you know. A couple <laughs> of, yeah. Once you once you once you've got off the th- first season, got through the w- rookie season, you can do the other stuff as well, which is great. Um, <laughs> Tell, it's been great to catch up with you, mate. Where are you going to be on draft night? How are you going to celebrate? And are you nervous? Um, I'm going to be in Tarragon, I think, with um, just some family and friends um, watching the draft. So um, not really too nervous. I'm more excited. Um, I think just coming from where I come from, I think um, I'd be crazy to be nervous about playing AFL footy. So I think, um, yeah, i just got to wait a couple more couple more days and, yeah, hopefully it goes, goes well. Whereabouts in Terrelgan? Arcadia? Where are we going? Uh, Crown? What are, what are nah. we doing? Where, where, where are we going to be lifting off, mate? What are we doing? No, no, no. It's going to be at home. Nothing crazy. Okay. All right. See, you and Archer, you know, you're just very, very quiet young men. You know, you're, just, uh, this is, you're doing the right things to get drafted here. They don't want to hear any, about <laughs> any parties. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. No, well, I'm looking up to Archer, so. Oh. <laughs> well, you have to. He's that big. Fair enough yeah, as well, exactly. mate. For you, mate, on your journey, I hope it's, uh, hope it's everything that it lives up to be as well good luck on draft night wherever you may land and keep turning heads mate and as i said bring the swagger bring your game you're going to do us proud out here and your community and um we're terribly terribly proud of you uh that you've been representing gippsland power and and of course us here in gippsland mate uh we're right behind you and all the best for the future thank you so much i appreciate it hope you enjoyed our yarn there with tal giath and we wish him and his family all the best on his afl future In our next episode, we catch up with a young man with big ambitions. He's missed out on schoolies for the AFL draft, and he has set his sights on big, lofty goals. Kicking straight, plenty of goals, a high-marking forward that is also a premiership player with the Inverloch Football Club. I think I didn't get any, like, curly questions or anything like that, or any, like, really, truly hard ones. I just didn't have an answer for. Yeah. So I was pretty lucky, though. All all pretty nice and pretty good blokes to me, so... (laughs) I was happy with that. Join us as we have a yarn with Archer Reid and track his AFL journey right here on Talking Gippsland. A listener production.